Scuba Obsessed is the weekly podcast where we talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba news. Scuba Obsessed episode 105 is recorded live March 1st, 2012. Welcome back to Scuba Obsessed. I'm Darren Gilson, and some of the articles we're going to have this week on the show is we have Vehicle Explodes, 10,000-year-old Utah Crater, State Park Adding Diving, and It's Not All Dead in the Dead Sea. And as always, I'd like to welcome my co-host for this week. We have Mac. How are you doing today, Mac? Very well, thank you. Glad to be here. And we also have Jim Schultz. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm glad to be back. Thanks. Yeah, you, you got a little bit of diving in, didn't you? No, not really. What? You went south and you didn't dive? What can I tell you? I went to Florida, but the water just looked too warm and too clear, and I said, no, I can't do that. Uh, Well, we always said it was dangerous. And then, Mac, you even got a little bit of diving in this last week. Yes, sir. Yeah, I didn't have any major weekend plans, so I finally got a chance to get back in the water. Excellent. So what we'll do is we're going to get started right in the news, and the first article we have is a follow-up from uh, a few weeks back. In Egypt, if you remember, there's a, a gentleman who was diving with his two sons and had been run over by a boat. Well, Mac, you had pointed out maybe we should ask Claire, and uh, we go ahead and corresponded back and forth with her via email. And she did mention that it didn't happen in her neck of the woods there, but uh, it was, uh, you know, in Egypt. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, Egypt can't be that big, can it? Uh, but it happened a little ways away. And uh, what they're talking about is that it has to, that it's uh, kind of dangerous sometimes. Uh, that the boat that there's, they need to do a little bit more education. That there's not a lot of people who are really familiar with what the dive flag is, so they're very cautious when they're on the boat, making sure everybody comes up the line. Um, so you know, it's it's a risk that they have that they they try to avoid. I thought it was interesting that she mentioned that, like here, there's a lot of boaters who have no clue what a dive flag is, either alpha or and over there to the alpha flag. And she said, like you mentioned, that they're common two ways as you come up the anchor line or the down line. Mm-hmm. The second is you come up on the slope, up up on the reef, so you're normally out of the way of the boat because they don't want to run aground. Yes. Okay, the first official article is we have the vehicle exploding. And unfortunately, we never get the follow-up to these. You just hear that, it, that there is an explosion. Yeah, but at least it happened in some place that we can pronounce. Texas? Yes. <laughs> and Austin. Okay, as soon as I get that ad out of the way. Okay, so it says a vehicle exploded downtown, sent one person to the hospital. hospital. This is Austin, Texas. Um, it j- happened just after Sunday night in an apartment parking garage off 3rd Street in San Antonio, which I have no idea where that is. Investigators believe it involved a scuba tank in a vehicle, which burned the victim. Shortly after the EMS moved the victim, the fire spread to another tank and caused it to explode. Uh, the explosion sounded like an airplane hitting a building, rattling windows nearby. Parking garage sprinkler system contained the fire. The victim was taken to the burn center. No word on the extent of his injuries. Investigators said while the tanks contribute to the fire, the cause is undetermined. So, Always makes me wonder if that's O2 tanks or strictly dive tanks. It, it'd, be nice to, it'd be nice to know if it was you know, pure oxygen, some sort of mix, regular air. 
Uh, I'm going to guess, you know, of course, we have no information on this beyond just this little scoop, but I almost wonder if there was another fire going on in there. You know, something else. It really doesn't give you a lot lot of information. And the same aspect when they say an explosion, you know, you wonder, did that tank actually rupture? Did the pressure disc go? Yeah. Well, and then that's, that's what's weird is that if it's just an air tank, even if it explodes, there wouldn't be, you wouldn't think it'd catch on fire, would it? Well, it'll, it'll help fuel it because you definitely will have a good supply of, you know, of air. And if you did have the oxygen, then you definitely have a, especially if it had accumulated in some uh, confined area, it would really enhance the ability for combustion. Yeah. But, I mean, that's if it was oxygen. If it was just normal compressed air, I, I don't see where that would, you know. And I would think the pressure disc would blow out way before the tank would go boom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, not a whole lot that we know about it, but go ahead. Even when the pressure disc goes, that uh, makes a pretty loud noise when it lets go and then starts screaming air out of it. I know just, uh, you know, sometimes when you lose an O-ring, that can make you jump. Yeah, I've had them blow in my trunk. Everybody <laughs> around you driving until it goes away from you. Yeah, <laughs> gives you a little bit of distance. Yes, it does. And then this next news article, which I have to, oh, it's bad. I need to paste that first article in for the chat room. One of the chat room bonuses you get to follow along. And this next one is a festival. I guess there's a there's a dive show. I don't I don't remember anything about this. In Ann Arbor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the shipwreck festival. And if you want to hear a lot about it, you want to check out uh, Rich Sinewick's podcast, Diver Sync. He talked about it a little bit this last Tuesday, and then he'll have some interviews next week. Uh, he was there all weekend, but this was for those who weren't aware. In Ann Arbor on February 25th is the 31st Great Lakes Shipwreck Festival presented by the Ford Seahorses Scuba Diving Club and the Dawson Great Lakes Museum and the Detroit Historical Society. So uh, did you happen to make it, Mac? Or No, I did not go this time. It, I it didn't have all the seminars I wanted, so uh, I did some jump-related items. <laughs> So, uh, but, but Sounds like you've got too many hobbies, Mac. <laughs> That's what my wife said, uh, something like that. Either that or I need to go back to, like, back to work so I can uh, have more money for my hobbies. Well, there you go. But then if I went back to work, I wouldn't have as much time for my hobbies. Yeah. It's one, a catch-22. Yeah, what, one cool thing it looks like they did have at the show is that they, had a, uh, they showed some videos, and one of them was the Detroit River Cannon. Uh, Detroit Police Department diver who found the cannon newly discovered shipwrecks off Sleeping Bear Point, sh- uh, Sharks of the Great Lake, Caribou Hunters beneath Lake Huron, and chat with the captain of the William Clay Ford. So a few things that, that went on there. And then up we have yoga. So I'm not sure if I like the, the idea of this one. I kind of like the idea of dive, dive spots being left for dive, but I guess uh, we can share with yoga. Now, this one is out of Utah, where they've got that 10,000-year-old crater. Oh, this is the same spot that, uh, remember last year we had that, you had Lily taking classes? Yeah, Shelley. Wasn't this the same place? Oh, this is exactly the same place. Right, so, 90 degrees, it's like, my God, how can you dive in that kind of warm water? Yeah, yeah Park City Yoga Adventures is offering a class this summer. Uh they said, well, looking for new adventures to offer when the crater used by scuba divers, snorkelers, uh, yoga came to mind. So they're now offering yoga classes at $55 each. According to the Homestead website, the crater's only warm water scuba diving destination in the continental United States and has been listed as 12th most unusual pools in the world. 
sounds like a someday I'd want to do it just so I could have it on my list. Yeah. yeah. Did you take a look at the pictures of it? Yeah, they had some, they've got some pretty cool pictures. I'm looking at the ones where she's looking up at the big hole. You can almost base jump from there down to the water and do a combo jump, dive, and, you know, and then climb up the side. So you get to climb in there, jumping in there, you're diving in there. I mean, hey, that's, that's some opportunities there, guys. So what you need to do, Mac, is uh, put together a multi-event package all in the same location. Yeah, I mean, one cost for all of it. You parachute down, you do a water entry, you go scuba, then you come out and you climb up the the side to get out. That, that'd that be cool, I'm, let me tell you. I'm, I'm with you, Mac, up until that point of climb up the side to get out. Well, when, when he was first talking about this yoga pose, I could have sworn he said nude. That's how I was looking at the pictures. Nude? <laughs> that's what I thought you said. So I was looking at the pictures. It, and I didn't see anything. Kind of sounded that way to me too. You know, but, you know, actually, you I can. You quite can. Getting on the pictures. Yeah, you you can. You know, if, if that's what I got to do to get people to pay attention to the articles, then you know, I can I can I throw I, nude in there a few more times. Have you, have you noticed that every every person in this is is a woman? Well, that helps. Well, I'm just looking. They're, they're all on these paddle boards, and some are on the dock. And I can see that if you turn the light down there, it would really be a nice meditative area, quiet and serene. Or not. Well, why yeah, would you want to turn the lights off if you're nude? Well, if I was well, doing Braille. it, you'd want the lights off. Oh, there's a lot to say for Braille, guys. Yeah, Darren, if you were, you know, Darren, I'll agree to that. If you were doing it, dude, I'd also want the lights off. Now, do they have a pose, they have a, pose the downward diver? Is that one of them up the moves? Uh, well, I think the last picture I'm looking at says no lifeguard on duty. Um, the only people who are fully clothed are the two individuals watching everybody else in their swimsuits. Well, it looks like a fun place. It sort of looks like the dock they have down there at Bonterra Mine. It does. It will, anytime yeah. I see a cave with a dock going down, it reminds me of Bonterra Mine. Now we could we could be forced to give this a shot. Yeah. Now can can you can they send like pictures so you let you know who's doing yoga with you? Oh, uh, probably optional. Well, next up I, I put is, this on my list. <laughs> I put this on my list on that dive the missile silo. Dive the missile silo. Dive the crater. And then maybe if we're lucky, they're going to be adding a new dive spot. This is in Greenup, Kentucky. Greenup County, Kentucky State Park is hoping to add some new excitement and bring an economic development. Uh, and uh, add an addition, the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources hosted a public meeting to get uh, to get discussions going on a proposal to allow scuba diving in a 10-acre section of the 181-acre lake. Um, the problem is that those 10 acres are a fishing favorite. Uh, they were wanting to close it down where you do most of your bank fishing, one of the local fishermen said. Scuba diving will be allowed in the area from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. April through October. The lake is ideal for scuba diving because it's clear water, uh, park officials say. They say the added activity could help attract more people and bring some much-needed revenue to the park. We need to raise more money to do some economic development to keep our people working, says Park Deputy Commissioner Steve Brooks. Uh, the meeting was held to be informal. 27 people voted in favor of scuba diving. Five voted against it. Now, uh, on this article, we don't have the video, but uh, Dave Tonneman sent me a link, which they had the video in. And when you saw the interview of some of the people who didn't want it, there is no way they they don't want anybody there. I don't think I think you could say scuba diving, butterfly collecting, anything. They do not want anything in that lake other than fishing. And I think they would like to get rid of half the fishermen who are coming there anyway. What I thought was the uh, item that says the park still has to get an exemption from a rule that prohibits state parks from allowing commercial scuba diving. Now, what do they mean by commercial scuba diving? They do not. I think they just meant scuba diving. You cannot, in Kentucky, 
the parks are by law prevented from allowing anybody to scuba dive at the state park. That doesn't sound logical, does it? No, Not it doesn't. Me. What, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is it was a state's reaction to liability. You know, maybe there was a lawsuit at some point in time. They said, you know what, we're just not going to allow it, and you can't. And they worded it so it was like you couldn't even make it legal. So they've got a little bit of work to do with the laws to get that going. But as you're seeing in California and Florida and other spots of the country where they're expanding scuba diving, they're increasing revenues and usage of the, the water fund. So. I think it eventually will come around. Michigan, it's pure jumping. Yeah, the pure jumping. Well, that one almost. And since you mentioned I mean, that I mean, one, uh, Jim Mac, did that one didn't pass, did it? No, no. I, I put a, a, a follow-up comment on that that it did get killed. Okay. Um, and again, the reason we actually found about it, found out about it was the uh, surfers here in Michigan were really organized, and that's how I heard about it. And then I started writing my little letters. Yeah, because I saw. And the, again, when I'm, I go back to this thing, I think what they meant there is a lot of places use like a, a dive shop will go to a state facility and use that as their open water training, mm-hmm. and therefore that would be allowing a commercial scuba diving from the liability aspect, which is different than if you were a Paying customer already certified and diving on your own. That's the only thing I can get on this commercial scuba diving aspect. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. If anybody's from down that way, if they can do some checking in and let us know, you send us some links, we'll, we'll talk about it in the show. Okay, then next up is Dead They're Sky. actually talking about it on the chat room. Yeah, There's cool. a good conversation going on in the chat room about uh, you know use of the park. Well, maybe what you just need to do is call it fishing. You know, get your fishing license, just do it with scuba gear. I, underwater fishing. Yeah. And this next one is from the Dead Sea. Uh, it's a longer article talking about all the advantages of, uh, or not all the advantages, but all the opportunities for diving that are being overlooked by, in the Dead Sea. This is the water is warm, but is there in it? The water is warm, but it's as if you're in the Antarctic. Everything is white. looks like you're diving in ice. The water glitters because of all the salt. It's really another world. So the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring tourists into the area to do some more diving. Uh, Dead Sea borders Jordan, the Palestinian Authority, and Israel. However, it is only Israel's side of the, that scuba diving is available. Uh, let's see, divers know uh, they in advance that sharks, manta rays, and pretty coral colored fish won't be spotted. That's what makes the underwater scenery so amazing. The salt consul- consolidation is breathtaking. On a clear day, you can expect to see the salt crystals shining like a million diamonds. Uh, a few months back, while doing a job for the Dead Sea Works Company underwater, uh, they discovered a new cave, Bressler's Cave. It's rare to find a cave in this area. It's hard to get to. Um, no tourists have been there yet, and I don't want to take a chance. Uh, Bressler, one of the divers in the article, talked about. Last October, scientists from the Hebrew University uh, announced they found a new variety of microorganism that had never before been described by science in the waters of the Dead Sea. So... I don't know. That, that that would be interesting. You know, you, if you're talking about putting stuff on your short list of places to go diving, uh, I imagine that would be uh, in, uh, change of buoyancy a little bit. Uh, absolutely. I need to work on some aspect of my weights anyway. So going from ocean to uh, freshwater versus to river diving will sort of screw up your weight balance, I think, sometime. It's interesting. Yeah. And then we go from that into uh, Cyprus, where they've actually banned diving um, one of the did, did you notice on those Dead Sea divers, they all seem to be using full face masks? 
Yeah, I wonder if that's just the, the salt getting in their eyes. I was right about that. This is a side note. So I was just yeah. curious. Yeah, I don't know. Or could that just be different parts of the world doing a little bit different style of diving? Yeah, but yeah, though, yeah, if yeah. You, now you mentioned, if you look back in the photos, you can see they're all wearing, wearing full face masks. Yeah. Almost looks like they're doing a little dance. You know, they're kind of like holding hands and stuff. <laughs> okay, Fury, as diving a uh, famous Cypress shipwreck, has been banned. Uh, divers say the wreck is a huge source of income for their businesses and attracts tourists from around the world. Uh, the Port Authority decided to ban diving uh, on the wreck, which is called the Zenobia, which lays in port waters for legal reasons after concerns about dangers involved. It has been reported that the family of uh, Catherine Vicker, a British woman, died on a diving trip to the Zenobia wreck is considered le- con- they're considering legal action against the port authority that controls the water uh that goes back to people not having a clue what's going on no well it's just uh, you know i i learned this when i was in the sheriff's department you can't do things because you're worried about somebody suing you because when somebody dies they sue so it's just that's just how it is uh yeah, that's crazy i mean it's like the u.s stopping people from diving on the monitor and, and other wrecks in federal waters that's crazy why, why are they stopping on the monitor? Because it was they, well, they, haven't allowed. they put it like a monument, and then they were yeah. afraid that people would destroy it. Well, it turns out the environment's kicking its butt a lot more than we would have. Yeah, eventually there's not going to be anything to see. Yeah. Yep. And initially there were there were liabilities about letting people, letting, that's the key word, people dive it because it was deeper than sport diving. Therefore, they would then they'd be liable. It's like, I don't understand how you're going to be liable. For, you're out in the freaking ocean. Diving. So liable. Yeah. yeah that, that drives me nuts. They, we, they just, you, know, you see that. Now, have you seen some of the, the national parks where they've got the the walkways, where they have walkways where four or five people a year will fall off them? Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I don't know. You, you can't make everything safe. But uh, here on this wreck, they're saying that it sank back in 1980. It's got cargo, and the photos on it look interesting. It's got, uh, it, was, it looked like it was a must have been a ferry of some sort. Getting into those lorries and trucks would be fun. Yeah. Okay, and now we've got, and this one kind of surprised me. Uh, their uh, researchers are helping, are uh, redoing the deep sea diving Alvin for exploring the ocean floor. So we've covered the last few weeks, or the you know last probably month or two, uh, other deep sea diving vessels going deep. And you almost wonder how much of that is a little a little bit of a, a poke at Alvin that they wanted to upgrade it so that they're not left out in the cold. So the uh, Navy-owned civilian-operated science vessels being refitted with a tougher new-designed hull, one that will allow it to reach 99% of the ocean floor instead of approximately 6% it can explore now. Uh, it is almost 50 years, yeah, almost 50 years old, 48 years old, which I didn't realize it was that old. What, Alvin? Yeah. Yeah, well... I can remember when they used that looking for the nuclear weapons years ago. Yeah. Maybe that makes me old. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, can you imagine going two and a half, 2.8 miles below the ocean? Uh, I'd be willing to give it a shot. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Are you kidding? It's like people said, couldn't catch me on one of those. It's like, give me a chance to get on that shuttle back when they were doing it. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you try that? Oh, yeah. So they, they, they're extending it to depth from 2.4. Eight miles to four miles. They said it took a little bit of doing. A little bit of doing? A little bit of doing. The new hull 
uh, had to be larger and stronger, but about the same weight as the old one at 11,000 pounds. It's created from three huge ingots of titanium welded together using electronic beams. So when you get done, is there really anything that's original on the Alvin? Probably not. Yeah, the three-member crew uh, must, the, at four miles down there, was standing 95,000 pounds of pressure per square inch, and they expect the modifications to be completed by the end of the year. So the the Institute's research for government industry clients generated 581 million last year, up from 548 million in 2010, and employs 3,046 scientists and staff. Just for a side note, there's 52 state parks in uh, Kentucky, and I can't find any evidence that they do allow you to do that dive Uh in state parks. There's a couple that specifically prohibit jumping, diving, and diving, diving. So I'm just trying to find that before we got to a different subject. So it might be true. Yeah. Uh, loss. It, well, it is. I mean, just think of everybody. We're just everybody's driving all around them, not stopping in Kentucky. Well, there's other places to dive, and there's some cavern diving there in Kentucky. Oh, is there cavern diving in Kentucky? Oh, yeah. But that's probably not uh, state parks, is it? No, it was not a state park. Their biggies, it said, was certain lakes, uh, quarries, and some uh, caverns that are available. Cavern, obviously, meaning that you can surface in an air bubble. You know, it's not totally, if you come up, you've got an air pocket, mm-hmm. as opposed to cave diving. Well, in this last article, and also a video, and to be done movie, is being put on by, um, let's see if I, can, I want to pronounce her name right. I'm always bad with names. Jill Heiner. Uh, the movie is going to be called We Are Water. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to raise $45,000 to help fund the documentary. Documentary, uh, And it's going to be an educational outreach program. She considers it to be one of the most important things that she is going to have done in her life. Through my sphere discovery, I want to bring a compelling message to educate, inform, and inspire audience to be better caretakers of each other and the planet. The film will entice viewers with natural beauty of our watery world, challenge them to make simple changes to protect and preserve the Earth's clean water. Uh, We Are Water is proposed as a multi-platform transmedia educational product project we intend to present the documentary at film festivals seek broadcasts or other theatrical distributions and bring the movie to thought leaders in the community augmenting with the traditional distribution we present and it on outdoor screens at banks and shores of the very bodies of water that are threatened and worth protecting we'll also present the film in urban areas where underprivileged under underrepresented young people have few opportunities for water recreation and little understanding the water comes from sent you the uh, link for their their uh, website. I think I sent that to you, I am. Okay. Is that the wearewaterproject.com? That's correct. And it's like slash we are water about it. There's a couple of them in there. One of them is a nice video to the bottom side, uh, a nice open cavern going down to a, it looks like a cave structure. Interest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see that link. A light up. See it? Well, let me take a peek at that. Oh, my goodness. I think I need three or four internet connections. They'll eventually come up. But uh, you have they have flexibility in the funding <laughs> of the campaign. So their goal is to have this raised in 65 days or by Saturday, May 5th. Um, so you can start off with contributions. They're, they have uh, $20 contributions, since they've already had some people uh, contribute. Uh, that will be get your names added as a contributor. Uh, so as a contributor at $20 level, they're gonna you're going to be able to get your name added as a contributor on the film credit and the websites 
$40 gets you the film and website credits, an exclusive pre-release digital video download of the film, and a personal thank you card from Jill. Uh, $60, which is a hero, will get you the film, the website credits, a pre-release digital download, a DVD or a DVD of the film, a personal thank you card. Uh, Superheroes, your name is in the film and website credit, exclusive pre-release, signed DVD, 8x10 art print, and a thank you card. Then you go up to Advocate at $500. With that one, you get a Sunto Viper dive computer valued at over $400, and there is a limit of only four of those that are available at that $500 level. Then at $750, they have Creative Contributor, which gets your credits again on the film and web, exclusive pre-release download, five signed DVDs, an original signed 24 by 36 photographic print from Jill's Fine Art Collection. Then you step up to the Dive Supporter for $750, which gets you everything that you got before. Uh, and uh, this one also adds the uh, a Sunto D4i Dive Computer, valued at $629. They've already had one of those claimed, and there's eight remaining. The Environmentalist at $875 uh, gets you... Uh, Five signed DVDs, the credits again. A day adventure with filmmaker Jim Heinrich, either kayaking, snorkeling, or if you are certified in cave diving, you get to go cave diving with her. Doesn't say if there's a limit on those. Associate producer for $1,200 will get you a digital download, the DVD copy to share with friends, a Sunto D6i diving computer, watch valued at over $1,000. There's two of those available, underwater talent, for $1,500. Oh, and then the, the both the producer and the underwater talent get you uh, IMDB credit. On the underwater talent for $1,500, you get associate producer credit. Um, and then you also get a DVD full of professional image qualities of yourself and up to t- two additional friends if you go do the underwater shoot with Jill. Uh, for co-producer, $200 You get co producer credit. Oh, no, IMDb credit as associate producer, an executive pre release video, 10 DVDs, a Sunto D9TX titanium dive computer valued at $1,700. And a partridge in a pear tree. Almost. And then the big daddy of them all is you can be a producer for for $6,500. And that will give you IMDb credit as associate producer, a mess load of DVDs. And Jill will fly anywhere in the world to personally present you a We Are the Water to a small or large audience of your choice. And there's six of those available. You know, if they were doing porno, I bet they'd get a lot more people to do it then. <laughs> do you need to do bait and switch? You, you, can, you can edit that part out later. <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're probably right. But... Uh, when I originally posted this up on our Twitter feed a day ago, they only had a few hundred dollars and they're now up to $3,480. So they're moving right along. So uh, what they need is just a little over $1,000 a day for the remainder of the 65 days and they will have met their goals. So, uh, yeah. See, Mac, that's what we, we need to do something like this. Want to get the girls from the Bunny Ranch to help out? You're on the wrong video. <laughs> Maybe we can combine that with video of the yoga. There you go. Yeah. So so nude yoga underwater, is that what you're saying? Among other things. Oh. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I was going to try and get Jill to come on the program, but if she listens to this episode, we might have scared her away. No, I'm so sure we again, should. What's that? We might man? have just enticed her more. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, as a feedback for you uh-huh. and Kentucky State Park regulations, uh, you can't do a damn thing on their property. Key item, no person shall swim, bathe, otherwise enter any water owned by or under the control of Commonwealth of Kentucky Department of Parks. The exception is within a swimming area designated by the Department of Parks. How about if you put your hands in a sink with water? Is that illegal? In a sink full? Yeah, a sink or a bucket. I mean, if you had a bucket and you get wet. Suppose the bucket or the water. Yeah, if if you're outside and it rains on you, it sounds like you're in trouble. Yeah, because you can't use metal detectors in any of their parks, except unless you're law enforcement, utilities, or park personnel, they can do it. And you cannot repel anywhere in the jurisdiction of the parks without prior written permission. Yeah, the water's not for swimming or diving in. It's for making moonshine. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> in Kentucky, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I think well, we, we, we slaughtered uh, <laughs> the news this week. Hey, it's our duty to, to help interpret the laws. Yes, yes. So. Uh, and make fun of stupid ones. Yeah. Oh, okay, so time of the show to talk about our last dives. I, I didn't get a chance to get wet this this last week, we actually did have a little bit of snow coming down, and then everything turned all nice in the weekend. What was that about? I don't know. So, Mac, you you got a chance to get a dive in. Where did you end up going? I went over to uh, Forest Beach area, uh, dove off the piers. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did update the uh, website, so we got a nice little picture of the uh, of the nice waters. If you looked at the picture, you'll notice it's choppy, almost approaching white caps. When I got in, it was flat. Uh, from the end of the piers looking down, you could see the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's five foot easy to the sand. Uh, weed line was down or the weeds were down. When I got there, it was like 48 degrees. When I came out and was dressing, it was 61 degrees. And the wind had increased from zero to 25. Wow. But it was great. Good viz. At least five foot everywhere I went. And lots of lots of stuff to play with. Excellent. Excellent. So what was the viz? About five feet? At least five feet. That's not bad. Didn't see any, any major fish or crayfish. I found one large uh, carp. Uh, looked like an old, big, huge goldfish. Except it was almost totally white except for one little part on his back. And uh, he was on his last fins because I prodded him with my prod. Took off to a circle, come back and hit me again. Or I fended him off like I'm fencing. Kept doing circles. Because <clears throat> all they could do is you get up and you get a 360 right back at you. you know, I, I finally pushed it down and the he stayed there. I think prodding them is illegal in Kentucky. Probably. Is that fish or sheep? I'm not fish. going there. <laughs> but, uh, you can't, can't say I didn't bait you. <laughs> <laughs> and I did get the obligatory golf ball first item located out there. So they're still there. And we'll paste that also in the chat room so everybody can drool along. So you got the official golf ball. Is that a salt shaker? Yeah, it's uh, actually a metal, light pop metal, and it acts like it unscrew it. I don't know how that stuff gets so crammed full of mud from those itty-bitty holes. And uh, that was nice. The the beer bottle, the um, heavy-duty brown one on the right side, was extremely thick glass, and it had the old-fashioned lip, so it was not a crown top. It was definitely a corker. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one was a... Uh, uh, knee-high orange juice, orange drink. And the other one was, it looked like the knee-high bottle, except it was local from Coloma, uh, from Coloma Beverage Company, which I didn't know they had one. Is that but the one, is that one say low neck on it or something? Low neck? Yeah, because that, that one on the left, I've got a couple just like that. I want to say it says low high or low neck. I'll have to go and, and pull mine out and see what it says. But it's got that same pattern. 
You know, that's kind of got like a little crosshatch. Right, you're talking about the brown one? You're talking about the brown one or the one near the snorkel? The one near the snorkel. Oh, that's a knee high. Is that knee high? Yep, that's a knee high because it's embossed right there in the middle band. The middle band on the other one is vacant, but on the bottom of the second band is where it talked about Coloma, uh-huh. uh, beveraging company. Yeah, well, at one point in time, I think every town had their own beverage company. It sure seemed like it, or at least they had the bottles made with their name in it. They could be. It could be like a, uh, the beginning of store brands. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how they. That's how pop uh, soda so pop companies. You can tell we're from the Midwest. Soda companies got distribution. Is that maybe they didn't? Maybe they uh, made the bottle for the market and then just produced them in a plant. But I do oh, know well, that there was. You know, because I know uh, you see a lot of them. I mean, I've seen you know St. Joe, Holland, Dwajack, South Bend. Right. So. A lot of those used to have their own bottling company with the product. Uh, like Jasper Dairy, the one the bottle right under it, that's a common milk bottle, but it was obviously embossed with Jasper Dairy, St. Joe, Michigan on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they didn't have them. Uh, let me rephrase that. I'm sure when they bought the bottles, they bought them from the company with their embossed name on them for them. Yeah. I don't think they would do it there. No, they wouldn't make the bottle there, but they would bottle it there. Well, I mean, yeah. you look at it today. I mean, we've got, you know, in our area, still have quite a few bottling companies. So yeah, but that's like we. No. But I don't know, some nice finds there. Oh, it was nice. I mean, I didn't bring up. It was amazing how much crap we found there. You remember when you and I dove on the opposite side, on the uh, water, uh, the Coloma side, from yeah. over at Faulkner's yeah. area? We found Zippo. Remember how clean it was? Oh, yeah. On this side, I'm, I was finding 10 cans and uh, pop bottles, meaning the plastic ones. So, I mean, that was sort of different. Well, see, what, and I don't understand what makes one side clean and the other side dirty. Of course, if you ask the locals, it's probably, you know, because of the wrong side of the town or something. But Well, the only other is this is much more on a slope. The other where we were out before was flat. One would think you'd have more there because it wouldn't move, I suppose. And that was hard-packed sand or, or semi-hard-packed. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Well, that was good. It's good to get a dive in. Yes, it was absolutely great. Uh, yeah, I actually got a full tank in. I didn't get a free flow till I came up, and then my uh, secondary flowed on me. Did so, that at the pier, so I just dumped it in my hot water and cut that out real quick. So what do you think the water temperature was? I, it was still chilly. <laughs> uh, if, if you put your hand in it, you you take your hands back out and get them warm first. Yeah. So you're talking still in the 30s. Still in the 30s, but you got a full tank in. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so then that's 30s Fahrenheit, not 30s, 30s Celsius. That is correct. If it was 30s the other way, I wouldn't have had a wetsuit on. <laughs> well, maybe, but not a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, so that does it for the diving for last week. Yeah. And uh, this, so the what do you got planned for this week? Going to try and get some. Oh, you've got again? the uh, Southwest Michigan Underwater Preserve meeting on March the third, as I recollect. That's Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Okay. I, I, that's supposed to be at 10 a.m. I have not been to the website to uh, find out the location. Jim, do you know where that is? Yes, it's going to be at uh, Advanced Diving and Travel in Holland. Huh. Will you be going to that? Adventures in diving and travel in Holland. I'm sorry. Uh, I will not. I'm going to miss it because I've got to go to Chicago. Huh. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what I've got planned, if I'm going to be able to make it or not. But Well, I'd be more than happy to get out there to pop off. Somebody's interested. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go anyway. So. Yeah, I, I didn't think you were, you were waiting for me. But, uh, yeah, pop off. The river does not look like it's been slowing down at all. No, I checked out the rivers around uh, Coloma Water of Late for some other activities, and it's over the banks and black. Yeah, this has just been a bust this year for 
since October for river diving. Yeah, the the biz has sucked pretty good. Yep. Gosh, we seems like we've uh, polished off another episode already. Well, most we got uh, identified in the Northern Barian Historical Museum newsletter this month. Came we out did. today, by the way. Excellent. Yes, we did. Uh, talked about that we're going to be participating in their uh, Kids Day, and they're doing that dedication for the uh, their new shipwreck area. They're doing a, a nice exhibit there on shipwreck paraphernalia. Thanks. So the, I believe it's uh, April the 4th. It'll be in the afternoon. Uh, it's for the kids. They're having a lot of kid stuff, but I'm going to be putting on displays of dive equipment, gear that we have, artifacts that we found that are local to Pawpaw Lake. And then again, we're all invited to the uh, open house when they do their uh, presentation for the opening night. I think Valerie will be there, Valerie Van Heest, giving a little spiel. I'll Excellent. put that on our uh, things to do board. Our itinerary. Excellent. Our, our calendar. So if anybody's interested, they can, you know, the more than, you know, they can come on down. Yep. So you'll be able to, if you want to follow that, you can see that at mudclub.scubaobsessed.com. Yep. Keep That'll track of what the Mud Club is doing. And we'll be putting on our program in May, and I'll put that date out there also. That'll be at the uh, Stevensville Library on what lies beneath. That'll be another presentation that we'll be putting on. Excellent. And just for information, uh, this is also not necessarily uh, archaeology, but uh, shipwrecks. That's been another theme at the uh, Curious Kids Museum this month. Really? Yes. Didn't know about that until I was talking to Jeremy down at the dive shop. His mom works there, and he passed that little information to me. Huh. That's the one by the carousel, then? Well, there's two. There's one uptown. And then there's one down by the carousel. Okay. So I take is my it, nephews to the place up on the hill, and that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can also make sure you visit our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash scuba obsessed. Uh, give us a like over there. Also uh, visit us at TalkShoe. We're show 73759. We love you know your little five-star reviews there. And also, if you can go and give us a five-star review on iTunes, we certainly appreciate that. Thanks for everybody who came to the chat room, an excellent chat room tonight. Also, if you're busy on Thursdays, but you can make Tuesdays, we have Diver Sync. That's typically when Rich does his show. He's on TalkShoe as well. You can go to his Diver Sync website, divers, D-I-V-E-R-S-S-Y-N-C dot com, Diver Sync. Listen to him over there. And then you can follow us on Twitter, at Scuba Obsessed. And uh, hear what we're doing. We have uh, news feeds going on all the time throughout the week. So if you like to keep up on the scuba news or see what's going on, you can follow us there. And that means it's about that time again. You mean it's about that time? It's about that time. Mm. Boy, look at that. Everybody just left the chat room. Look at wow. Scared them all away. Dropping like flies. Dropping like flies. So they know when they get out. See, if you had a podcast, uh, an iPod, and you're listening to this, it's your own fault. So this this one's a this one's a fairly fresh joke. It's only been been pasted into the notes for a couple hours. So let's see how this one goes. Everybody ready? Everybody. I guess we have to be. No other choice. A diver walks into a bar and takes a seat next to a very attractive woman. He gives her a quick glance, then casually looks at his watch for a moment. The woman notices this and asks, is your date running late? No, he replies, I just got the state-of-the-art dive watch and I was just testing it. 
The intrigued woman says, oh, a state-of-the-art dive watch. What's so special about it? The diver explains, it uses alpha waves to talk to me telepathically. The lady says, what's it telling you now? Well, it says you're not wearing any panties. The woman giggles and replies, well, it must be broken because I'm wearing panties. The diver smiles, taps his watch and says, ah, damn things an hour fast. We're going to get the reputation as being sexist. Sure. But it may well, be true. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about doing it the other way, but it just didn't have quite the impact. Not for this group. <laughs> so, until next week, go out there and get wet. Stay safe. And no Kentucky State Park officials were harmed in the making of this podcast, although <laughs> we did think about it. <laughs>